In our last episode, we talked to my friend Pauline Jean about loving and living and having faith through a pandemic. If you haven't had a chance to listen, I encourage you to do so. But not before we get into this episode with my friend Antonio Myers. Welcome to Diversity Dish, where we're dishing on everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice related. My name is Cedrola Maruska, and we're bridging the gap between what needs to be said and what needs to be heard. Those individual experiences that are often ignored or simply dismissed. Sometimes I'm dining alone, sometimes I'm dining with friends, and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. For Antonio Myers, life with autism has always felt like sitting in a movie theater. Everyone is watching the same film, says Myers, a 25-year-old D.C. resident on the high-functioning end of the autism spectrum. But he's the only one wearing 3D glasses. I'm able to see more behind the scenes, which enables me to understand more of what's in front of me, says Myers. It makes me able to see people as human before anything else, which makes him very good at compassionate grieving or just bearing with people. He's a high school valedictorian, a college graduate, an international traveler, and a designated disability services provider by the DC Department on Disability Services and a commencement speaker. Hello, Antonio. Thank you so much for making time to be here with me today. You are quite welcome. Sadie? Sadie, yes. Yeah, the first try. <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm really excited to have you because I think that you're going to bring a lot of good information to my audience. But before we get into all of that, I really would like to know what is it that you're passionate about right now? Let's see. I'm passionate about people's rights. People's if your rights are secure, that means your humanity is secured. Yes. Wow. I think that I think you're right. Um, I think that one of the things that we often miss is humans' humanity, and not everybody is treated with humanity, and, yeah. and that's so important. So important. So, what is what is your favorite thing about right now, like in this moment or in today? What is your favorite thing? I'm learning that America and the rest of the world is going through a fermentation process. You know how before you become wine, the grapes have to be crushed. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're being aged, you know, aging of the wine and being bottled up. And, you know, the laboratory tests you go through to see if the uh, great becomes wine. I use that metaphor as what's happening in our world, where we're being refined and purified as a as a planet. Mm -hmm. You know, the us versus them. We're being purged out. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of that in politics. You see a lot of that on how people view religion and how people view 
each other, like personality and temperament wise, uh, multicultural diversity. So Mm -hmm. I I see this virus as a way of cleansing the impurities from our hearts and from our lives. Wow. Okay. I, I think I, I have to agree with you. I have to, you know, when you put it that way and you kind of look around and see what's going on, there is a lot of uh, a squeezing, basically, a lot of purging, a lot of removing of the debris happening. Hopefully that can continue to happen because we need it to happen. Yeah. Once, we, once we're able to purge some of these things we can see clearer and we can get a better vintage of wine right (laughs) right positive extraction is similar to the olive oil process to become an olive yes (laughs) (laughs) that works (laughs) um okay so antonio you are what you've said to me or you've you've written out that you are a high functioning autistic black male correct yes, ma'am. okay is ma'am are you okay with that because some people whatever makes you comfortable is fine i'm not okay you know, I <laughs> <laughs> yes so as a high functioning autistic person i would like to hear your perspective, because I think that we don't often understand autism. First of all, we don't understand autism. And once we hear that someone is autistic, we automatically can write them off as someone that can't really do right. And that is, I think that's very unfair. Right. Because when we get back to humanity, we need to see each person's value in human and humanity. And I believe that everyone has value. So as a high functioning autistic person, can you tell the audience what that is like and what it means for you? Well, I know that when people say high functioning, they think that, oh, you can do what everybody else can do. Who they think is functioning without autism, um, such as get married, have a job, live on your own, pay for your own items and budgeting. Um, autism to me is a gift. It's not a disability. It's a blessing and not a curse because because of how my brain is wired, I always think outside the box. I've mm-hmm. been that way since my boyhood, to, to be frank. Mm-hmm. And autism, some people think it's impaired social communication or self-stimulatory. That's where stimming, the word stimming, stimulatory. Mm-hmm. We all do it. I don't know why it's just for people with autism. Like right. head flapping. Who hasn't done this? Especially when you're a baby. You've had babies that autism, you do this. Or, you know, big mama rocking a chair. Imagine me, imaginary rocking chair. That's mm-hmm. sitting. Whatever you do, mm-hmm. that means movement. It could be dancing. It could be uh, walking back and forth when you're in deep thought, especially when mm-hmm. you're fresh. Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Everybody stems. And mm-hmm. some people think, well, if you're autistic, somehow 
Your IQ is impaired too. No, we're sharp, bright human beings. <laughs> right. We're just more comfortable being extraordinary than other people. Because oh, I like that. We're more comfortable being extraordinary. I love that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, and autism for me, it's, it's all about having a better time not being judgmental too. Because mm-hmm. we are healthy, quirky. So mm-hmm. you're um, considered different. I like to say the word diverse. It's mm-hmm. it makes difference good. Um, then yeah, we don't judge. Just just be a decent individual, and that's it. We're not mm-hmm. going to speculate on. But you're gay. But you're secular. But you're this skin color. Eh. Just mm-hmm. have a humane heart, and we'll call it a day. Right, right. <laughs> we we ought to all be that way, I think, you know? Right. We really ought to be that way. Yeah, so you were your high school valedictorian, right? That's awesome. And you are also a college graduate. What did you study in college? I majored in human services and I minored in psychology. Nice, nice. I like people and I want to help people think well. I like that. I love it. (laughs) You're also an international traveler. Where have you been? I saw the Queen's Cherry in London, England, pass me by, not too far from Buckingham Palace and the Big Ben Clock. Nice. And I saw Pope Francis speak in Italian. Wow. And he's okay. shorter and younger in person. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> and now you have a position. What is your position? Oh, I help the Brewer Foundation for my dad's, you know, just learning more about disability advocacy. And finding out ways to branch out. It's still in the works. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... I want to explain more about high-functioning autism. In a sense, one of the downsides, not the autism, but how you're treated, mm-hmm. if you're high-functioning, you're considered like you're normal, but then they think you're not. Mm-hmm. Like you get passed over for opportunities that they'll say, well, do I have disability means you have to be in a wheelchair or hearing aid or seeing eye dogs. So mm-hmm. they're the people that are, well, they're mandatory for housing all, and all the other human rights things we were discussing earlier. But if you are high function, they don't know what to do with you. And mm-hmm. it's okay for people who are considered low functioning to have what they need good but they we get um skipped over mm-hmm. and so to be honest that sucks I'll, i'm sure it does i can imagine I can see where that would come from because people would say you know they're fine but they're not what we 
would expect to be quote unquote fine. Exactly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so, so that discrimination will, would definitely fall upon your head besides the fact that you are also a black male. So you have several, you have several things stacked on top of you that you have to overcome in order to be able to be free to be extraordinary, right? Right. Thank you for plugging it in. (laughs) Absolutely. So I know that we were talking a little bit about that, a little bit about this earlier. You kind of mentioned the correlation between abuse and autism. And so I would like for you to expound on that for the audience so that they can understand how these things correlate. Um, I was a victim of rape. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons they, the demons told me that was because of, they called me one of those special R's. I don't want to say the R word. Yeah. But okay. that's why they did what they did mm-hmm. and so when you're labeled disabled you have a higher chance of experiencing any kind of abuse because that's also physically abused as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and so there's a a defenselessness com- trauma complex that you're taught because of um, how they evilly perceive um my community yeah so they perceive you as not being as valuable or as not being able to defend yourself as well like no one's going to believe you yeah if something happens no one's going to believe you because you are you have a this this disability or rather this other ability right so it's more likely that you will be victim to someone who is opportunistic, I would think. Someone who's not so great people. There are not so great people out there. Yeah. And so I'm sure you didn't realize it at the time because you were a child. But you've grown to understand how it works. And so you are now an advocate right? More so for people with disabilities. Yes. Um, and I encourage people to attend therapy. I've been in therapy. I, well, I was in therapy for years mm-hmm. because of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I was in, because I don't mind sharing this, because there's nothing about my life that I'm ashamed of. Mm-hmm. That's why no one can shame me, because I don't shame me mm-hmm. so I was in a psychiatric institution for an entire weekend because mm-hmm. of the pain just build up and mm-hmm. it was an accident that landed in a psych ward and I was able to get more help mm-hmm. I was amazed that they said you don't need medication I'm like I don't but I'm here but mm-hmm. they gave me this they said oh you're fine and they said because you were, 
using laughter and happiness to deal with the pain we were a kid that saved you from needing medication. And medication is good. No different medication. If you need it, you can take it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I never took meds for anything. Right. Because you use different coping mechanisms. You use different ways to kind of expel the pain and and kind of get it out there. Right. Um, So they didn't feel like they needed to give you any any medication. Right. Wow. Okay. And and I'm pretty sure people are wondering, how do I cope now? Well, I make more time for happy than sad, laughter than non-goofy, serious times. I write. (laughs) (laughs) I write. I, I podcast. I make more positive opportunities for myself to utilize more of my uh, gifts and talents and um, I keep in touch with friends that help I show more of my sadness and nonsense well it, it's concerning because people care but it's not alarming mm-hmm. and um, I Keep myself in physical good shape. You know, I move around. I dance with music. Do all my fun hobbies. So that keeps me from having the victim complex. Even I recognize I was one. I'm a thriver. I'm not a survivor anymore. Right. Oh, good for you. Well, tell us a little bit about your podcast. I know it's called Tonio Time Daily, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it all started. People have encouraged me to do podcasts for years, especially between 2016 and 2020. That's when it was the most encouraging for I remember. I was actually scared to do it. Really? I was scared, yes. I was scared to do it because in my mind, speaking my real thoughts to strangers who want to hear what I got to say? Um, um, I'm a brown complexion and brown people treat it horribly. The way my brain works, people are going to make fun of me. And I went through all this pain. Who want to add one of those I'm to this or not enough that inexperienced kind of feeling? Mm-hmm. And then my barber was made one who says, there are so many people who want to be blessed by you. Mm. And that just changed my entire perspective. So I went from feeling like I'm supposed to be a private person to I'm not. I'm a public person. So ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yes, I don't feel that you're a private person. I feel that you are a people person. I feel that you enjoy yeah. people. <laughs> I feel that you enjoy, you know, connecting with people. And I think that that's a really good thing. So I, I love that you have a podcast. Um, what are some of the things that you talk about on your podcast? Woo! I, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Politics. Sex. Mm-hmm. Um, social justice issues. Sometimes I'm just comical. Uh, n- uh, narratives, stories, autobiography, biographies, everything. 
Yeah. Really yeah. It's kind of an outlet for you. It's kind of a place where you just, you can just be Antonio, right? Yes. Love it. Love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, you can say Tony. I meant to tell you that earlier. Oh, Tony. Thank you. Tony. I love People it. People that are close to me, you know. Yes. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And you say that you write also. What kinds of things do you write? I write my deepest thoughts. I'm actually writing a book. Of, it's like it's a literary device that is, it's a book series that highlights this helpful activity for healing and grief. And writing a conversation, writing a conversation between myself and a mother figure of mine who has transitioned to a better place, but I still use my imagination to continue to interact. It's, it's as if the person is still in the flesh. And that's my biggest source of therapy right now. So I've been doing it for a month now. Yeah. Wow. I like that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're doing so many things. And I see that you also said that you have done some commencement speaking. Tell us a little bit about that. Let's see. Seven years after I graduated, 2001, this is 2008, I visited my school in PAC. It's now permanently closed, sadly. Montgomery Primary Achievement Center. So I was right. just seeing me, my effervescent bubbliness, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and just communicating with them, you know, people that remember me seven years ago, like, oh, we can do this and that, and they made me the commencement speaker on the spot. Wow, just on the spot. Yeah. See, that's why I say you're not meant to be, you know, a private person. You're just, you're meant to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I get excited i'm super goofy <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a bad thing okay <laughs> that's and a wonderful thing i was 14 you were 14 wow incredible <laughs> so you have a quote here that you sent to me that says I am able to see more behind the scenes, which enables me to understand more of what's in front of me. And yes. I think that's so interesting. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? That was from one of my Washington Post articles. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that means that when people, they have this insular and insulated way of looking at things, they'll see this amount. But if mm -hmm. I look at it, through the lens of wholeness, I go, you know, there's more that you can learn from this. They're like, mm -hmm. with this, I'm like, no, think deeper. They go, oh, I mm -hmm. get it now. That's me. Right. And I wear 3D glasses on without wearing them. That's how my brain works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. So it says, it makes me be able to see people as human before anything else. Yes, because you see them as human, you will respect them, which also means you won't disrespect them. The flip side is good. Right, 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 right. Because you're able to see more than they, they say. We, you know, we as humans, we all wear these masks, right? Right, and... Yeah, because when you think of the COVID mask, 
that's a metaphor for what we've been doing before COVID is yeah. pretending and it's like people are trying out for the Oscars all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun analogy. Right? <laughs> Everybody's preparing for their accepted speech. I want to take <laughs> I want to thank the Academy. Right. <laughs> so they're all, so yeah, you know, most of us are actually, I think that, that that's true. Most of us are actually, you know, there are a lot of things that we don't want to put out there, you know, because, because like you said before, you said you were afraid to do the podcast because you thought, who wants to hear what I have to say? People are going to tease me. People are going to make, you know, yeah. They're not going to they're not going to take me seriously, but we don't really know that, do we, until we actually put ourselves out there. Yeah, you, you got to leap. You got to take more just jump. You got to leap. You got to take the leap. You got to jump up and go. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're right. I think that more of us need to stop listening to the the scary voice and start listening to the well what what would happen what could happen what are the possibilities how how could this be great versus mm-hmm. versus oh my god this could be so bad right 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 the negative self talk is one of the enemies of wholeness enemies of wholeness that's right Ooh, i love that <laughs> thank I, you i love that you just you just dropping a lot of uh a lot Jim. of gems right now <laughs> and no script either <laughs> no script just dropping gems i love it <laughs> and i so far i'm gonna ask what it's like to be a black male because i know people want to know that down the line Please go ahead. Um, I remember the talk that my family would have about don't be, don't put yourself in a position where the police can have a problem with you. Be super compliant. And I was always that, but how I got to the sideboard was I ended up in a squad car. I felt like, oh man, I let down my ancestors, I let down my community. Then I had to stop looking at them and say, hey, you couldn't help the atrocities that happened to you. You, you. you know, you were made to do things at an age where you shouldn't have had to. So I had to stop seeing myself as this terrible black male and to I came from a dysfunctional family setting. Mm-hmm. So can I, can you really expect a person to know everything about how to overcome when I was, what, five? Right. So I had to be fair to me. Yeah. Yeah. But- we have to, we always have to embrace our inner child, the child that, and, you know, and, kind of say it's okay you know you you couldn't know better or differently yes. right yes and when I was in an environment in college I felt this need to really be the great black male because I was in Leesburg Florida I consider that part of the bible belt because of their 
ways of thinking. So yeah. I said, okay, I'm around conservative Christians who are white. Mm-hmm. So I got to act right. Come from mm-hmm. a black family where success is everything. So I got to do that. And I really got to be a great black male because of the child abuse. Mm. And if I'm autistic, I really need to have decorum and courteousness and generosity. So if I act up, oh my, what mm-hmm. if Fox News badgers me? <laughs> oh my goodness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The pressures, the different things that we have to, that you have to put on yourself. Yeah. To say, I need to be this for this group of people. I need to be this for this other group. I need to be this. And I need to do all these things so that I can be seen as human. Yeah. And, and, and I, as worthy of help or love or whatever, friendship, whatever it is. Right. Right. And I felt that pressure, even with women, you really got to be a chivalry. You really got to be a gentle manliness. You have all these disadvantages. Don't get me wrong. I'm a naturally positive person. So I do think all the positive reasons. I'm not a materialistic person, but those pressures can't be ignored. It's like, well, you really got to be respectful to women, especially because you have all these minuses. You don't want them to think that you're just like these other guys out here. You know what? Did be right. bad. complain about to all the other girlfriends. Hey, Antonio, such and such, da 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 da. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So much pressure, and so this, so these pressures are the things that have kind of. Um, probably helped you be a, a a better writer maybe because then you can kind of get it yeah. out and kind of yeah. process it right I, also I like, I like your insight because that's the first <laughs> time I yeah you're right you're right I'm sorry go ahead I'm excited no no that's okay that's good um you know and also you know putting your podcast out there I think that a lot of that you know, I think a lot of that is really therapy for us all. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm honest with myself, I think that this podcast is therapeutic for me because it allows me to speak to other people and to know that number one, I'm not alone when I understand something and I'm not, I'm not losing my mind. I'm not Mm-mm. making things up. No. Um, and it also makes me feel that, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're vibing on this. We're, giving people information that they need so we're creating a difference in the world you know so yeah it's therapy for me so you know yeah and my barber's first one is tell me yeah it's healing for it that's it oh healing therapy connected dots right merging yes and on my podcast it's an uncensored podcast like you chat and email to I've been through a lot of edgy experiences, but yeah. autism, it it helps you to be edgy. It's a big reason for my edginess. I tend to not be family friendly because of life experiences, how I um, 
my sightfulness towards the world. So I don't always keep it clean. My language is not always polished. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a person. You are who you are. Right. So is there an incident or an instance that you would like to share with us that people would consider if you told them, you know, if you just told them, they'd be like, no, that doesn't happen or that can't happen. People don't do that kind of thing, but it actually did happen. And, and how you came through it. I remember, uh, you know, being, being a, being a child and I would, you know, tell people there are times where I get sad. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't believe it because of how I come off to you now. They go, what? How? And I go, yeah, I get sad. And they're like, but I don't see it. I said, well, because you don't, you don't trigger me. And mm. even as an adult, sometimes people would say, I, I can't imagine you sad or mad because you, you're one of the most you, you, you are the most high-functioning person I know. And speaking of functioning, sometimes it can be insulting who's functioning, who's not, high, low. That's why I'm very careful about how I talk about it so I don't mm-hmm. make people feel like you're subhuman, you're human. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, okay, another incident would be I'll talk about my labels. And you're going to be shocked. And it's okay because I'm still in shock and I'm 27. You have a speech and language impairment. The way you speak, you speak too slowly. You're not open to strangers. I think that you have this um, disorder, this malfunction to some degree. You have all these learning disabilities. And, you know, you're a lifeless vegetable. I don't think you're going to really mount anything. Your chances of success are quite low. There's not much we can do with you. And you're, you're too reserved. You're not open to strangers. You know my parents, they don't talk to strangers. They still put that against me. Like, well, yeah. Really? We'll, we'll hope for you, but uh, yeah. And they would say this to you. Like as, as a child growing up, you would hear these things directed from the experts you're supposed yes. to sensitize the children wow and they said to my parents like oh you know but I won oratorical contest and I speak quite amazingly you, you understand me right? I understand what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> I am I am I fully understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I've won oratorical contest. So where's the impairment? I, I I don't understand that. Right, right. It's really interesting how people who are, you know, quote unquote, like you said, professionals can cause more harm sometimes. Yes. Than they re- they even realize. And a lot of that comes from their biases as well, right? Yes. They've read something. And so that what they've read, they want to now put on someone and say, oh, well, I know this. 
and this is what's going to happen or this is how you are without taking into consideration that mm-hmm. you're a human and it was written for that was probably written for different humans yeah. and so they have to take you as an individual and not a case or a number or you know right so that wow I mean, to, to hear those things being said to a child, I would just, that would just break my heart. I would just flip out and be like, no, we can't say that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even, you know, when my kids were growing up and my son would be growing up and he would fall. I would never say to him, you are hurt. You, you know, you should, <laughs> you are hurt. Let me, I would say to him, I would say, wow. are you are you okay? Right. And wait for him to tell me mm-hmm. how he was feeling. He mm. said, no, I'm not okay. Okay. What hurts or what are you feeling versus yes. putting on him something that wasn't there? You know, right. Most of the time he'd be up, get up. I'm okay. And, and keep going. Right. Um, so I can't imagine people saying to my son, oh, you're not smart you're not you 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 speak funny you're gonna not gonna amount to much we'll see what you know these are some things that that you you're telling someone right right so sad and another shocking thing well you have this this calculator big word calculators they can um understand they like you have this math uh deficit but i've always the highest math performing student on my classes and I was passing well. Right. Um, I, I, I'm glad <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you didn't believe what they were telling you. You right. didn't buy what they were selling. <laughs> right. And, and they made it seem like, well, you're always disorganized. No, I probably I'm clean. I'm a yeah. neat freak. So right. And then they had this whole well, you just you have this anxiety. Yeah, you're just quite anxious. And I go, because you keep boot stopping me. <laughs> if you <laughs> stop boot stopping me, I won't be anxious. <laughs> and well, you have issues communicating with people hmm. i just let that one sink in <laughs> right 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 Wait, no. i'm screaming <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's okay it's so interesting yeah it's just the i don't know what is you know the 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 thought so you 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 fitting you into a box is all I can think of. Yes, you know? it's the claustrophobic suffocating box. Yes, <laughs> we want to put you in this box and you don't fit in the box. And, no. But but they want to make you fit into the box. Yeah, like stuff me with a cranny into <laughs> our ignorance. <laughs> Breathe, we don't want you to do that. <laughs> Stop trying to live and not to really exist. That makes us angry. Right, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. 
So how, how do you think, well, I think maybe we talked about it a little bit, but how do you think that you kind of just didn't buy into that and simply was Tonio? Uh, I had a loving grandma, still has one in spirit, even though she's up there. Mm-hmm. I have a loving family, loving friends, and positive people like yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're friends, right? I like to. We are friends. I will, I will call us friends, Tonio. Okay. Thanks, Sadie. <laughs> the best ever nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So you have a good support system that allows you to be who you are. Yeah. Judging you, you know, the way that you don't judge others, but without judging you in any way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. I remember I used to have suicidal thoughts now as a child, but there were so many loving people who because they would give up on me that's one of the reasons why I'm living and not just alive and I haven't had any suicidal thoughts in 20 years nice nice well the world would be missing a very beautiful human if you had any and decided to act on them yeah Um, it's it's and I'm free of any suicidal ideation, so no one has to worry about me. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, but that's why I'm so sensitized to people with suicide thoughts. I know what that's like. So no, right. so I don't judge harshly. Right. Right. Wow. All right. Well. Antonio, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to talk about? Uh, anything more that you would like to talk about right now? The relationship between autism and sexuality. And sexuality? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, a lot of people think if you're labeled disabled, then somehow you're devoid of sexual feelings. Which is untrue because I'm labeled, but people are sexy. And I want to be sexy with sexy people, like non-autistic people. Right, right. And we have crushes and go, you know how like some women go, oh, Brad Pitt is hot. Like, I'll look at Kerry Washington. Mm." You know what I mean? We have every crushes. (laughs) Right, right, right. And so, oh, and what makes it sensitive is sensitive to positions and movements and sounds and textures and how being touched and caressed and, you know, uh, hand placements and yeah. penetration, non-penetration, just like, well, everyone can be sensitive to those things. Right. Let's define it sex if it's discomfort. That's awful. Right. Who wants to have an awful time doing something pleasurable? Right. Really pleasurable. <laughs> so, yes, right. I, I, I'm a sexual being. But right. I was taught the search model, consent, equality, trust. No, no, consent, equality, um, respect, trust, and safety. Yes, you got to have all five. 
as it makes a sensitive library. And as autistic people are really into being sensitive lovers because we're naturally sensitive people yeah. and people are desensitized and sensitive to us. Right. And so people don't know that a label and being human do have an interrelation and a related. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I don't believe in prude shaming, pink shaming, sweat, sweat shaming, sex shaming. I don't do any of that. But I'm, I'm extremely comfortable with nudity and sexuality. So if you were to mention each of those things to me, I can hold the conversation just fine. Right, right. So, yeah, because you are human. Yes. Yeah. you are human yes I you know it would never occur to me that you would need to even say that right right never occur to me that you would need to say and speak that yes I am autistic I recognize that but I'm also a human a sexual being who, you know, I like sex. I like being touched nicely. I love looking at beautiful women or men or whoever, right? Yeah. Um, Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would have never thought of that. So thank you for, for bringing that to light because I think it's important for people to understand that people are all more than the labels that are put on them. Mm-hmm. They're more than a diagnosis. They're more than what other people want to perceive them as because of whatever reason. You know, we're all more than that. We're all human. And if you have a human need, if you're hungry, then that other human might be hungry too. If you're sexual, that other human might be sexual too. If you, you know, if you're tired, that other human might be tired too. It's, you know, we don't, we don't correlate those things because we get stuck at mm-hmm. the, you know, at the surface or at the, at the beginning of the conversation. Right. That's why I, I believe in sex positivity. I'm I'm yeah. definitely pro-sex, and I don't judge people's sexual decisions or sexual more, um, senses of morality. Right. I don't care. Um, do no harm. I'm good. Right. 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 Yeah. And but and you also know what it's like to be abused sexually, so you right. also understand that. Yeah. How you know the pain that that can cause. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm very into like making sound decisions even. So yeah, I make sound sexual decisions like okay, here are things that people need to hear. Don't sleep with a jerk. <laughs> yes, that needs to be told. And, it needs to be said. And don't <laughs> sleep with a person who keeps showing unintelligent don't right they gotta be smart and just only sleep with positive people just yeah Yeah. make sex positive right yeah (laughs) 
people <laughs> and integrity. Let's go that route. <laughs> Let's go that route, right? People that aren't right. going to treat you badly. Yes. No yes. toxicity, no evilness. We're cool. We're good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Still dropping gems. Still dropping That's gems. Right. <laughs> yes. Spoken word. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh, one of the last questions that I love to ask everybody that, that comes on the show is what is your favorite dish? Oh man, buffet, soul food, steaks, chicken. Oh, you like food. food. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and as you can tell, I'm slim. You are. You are. <laughs> because I, I keep myself up. I'm actually, I've learned to see myself in sexy for the oh. very first Die. Good for you. I think we should all see ourselves as sexy, no matter you know what, no matter what the world wants to tell us. Yes, be your own standard of beauty. Yes, that's right. Be your own standard of beauty. Absolutely. So yeah. you like all kinds of food, huh? I love it. My son is a foodie. He loves all kinds of food too. Yes. You know the pandemic is over. I suggest we meet up. We should meet up. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. DC, DC is a this DC is a great town. My sister went to Georgetown. Oh my so family, went there a few times. My family went to Howard University. Nice, nice. So which school where did you go to college? Speaking college is the nation's only premier institute for students with learning differences. Okay. Mm-hmm. Universal Studios. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And that's yeah. where I started blossoming. Oh, I have more techniques. My mind keeps firing away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did all the life skills groups that were led by the counseling center. I went to counseling two to three times a week in college for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I was a part of assertiveness club, um, boundaries club, social mm-hmm. skills club, conflict resolution club, mm-hmm. healthy manhood club, uh, active minds and mental health advocacy club. And I was doing counseling workshops with them. So a lot of the skills are evident because of, well, they're innately neat, but they were broadened and expanded because I went to the counseling center. Right, that right. was the best they ever had. That's awesome. I believe it. I believe it. Nice. Thank you so much for being here. It has been such a pleasure, Tonio, talking to you and getting to know you and about you. And I really appreciate your candor, your openness, and your vulnerability about you know being an autistic person, but showing your humanity and letting people see that you are simply human yes yes and um i do slow surely and steadily that's how i live my life i'm into naturality and gradually 
Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please be sure to subscribe, download, rate, review, and share. It would also mean the world to me if you became a patron over at Patreon. The information is in the show notes. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.